Welcome back to another powerful episode of The Dr. O Show. I'm your host, Dr. Connor Oliveri, founder and CEO of Elevate Health. Every week, we'll be bringing you insightful information and inspiration to help you achieve your full potential regarding your health, life, and business. If you enjoy the message we are promoting in this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on the platform you are listening to. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the future episodes that embody our core values of enhancing ourselves, empowering others, and evolving our community. What is going on, Tampa Bay? Welcome to the Dr. O Show, episode three. We have Pastor Aaron Burke in the house. I am honored to be here. What is up, man? I'm just pumped to be with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, just so honored. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk all things dating. This is not typically a subject that you would think a chiropractor would want to talk about um, or just we're going to talk about on our show. But I felt the need after all the conversations I've been having with patients and just people, friends in the area, that it would be something really good to discuss, especially with somebody like you yeah. having so much knowledge in the area. Well, I didn't date a lot, so I'm maybe not the best to talk about dating, but I'm maybe we'll figure out how to do this well. But I love, you have such a good vision and you're so holistic in everything you do about health. And so if you're going to talk about health, you have to talk about relationship health. Like you are only as healthy as your relationships are healthy. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can be fit, you can have, you know, uh, great mental capacity, but if your relationships are a mess, your life is going to be a mess. So I tell people all the time, the quality of your life depends on the quality of your relationships. And so if your dating relationships are a wreck, then your life is probably a wreck. So let's fix it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a little bit of that today. (laughs) You're just dropping bombs Um, right off the bat. I feel like we just got like three reels already right out of that 30 second clip. Let's do it. So good stuff. Real quick. Let's just intro the audience. Um, I want everybody to kind of get to know who you are, where you're from, how you grew up a little bit before we dive into the dating stuff. So tell them about yourself. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm a raging Cajun. So we're like 50th on every list when it comes to <laughs> education, but we're number one on fun and food. Come on, somebody. So we'll have a good time there. But um, we then we moved to Pensacola, uh, which is in the Panhandle, and I kind of grew up there and uh, felt a call to do ministry when I was 16 years old, had this kind of crazy encounter with God, That another story for another day, but then went into ministry, moved overseas to Sri Lanka. It's an island off the coast of India in 2005. So if you remember at the end of 2004, there's a giant tsunami that smacked the island and killed tens of thousands of people. And so went there and worked for a year or two and then um, opened a business in Pensacola to help fund our missions work. When I was doing that, I became a youth pastor, did that for six years, ran the business, was a youth pastor, got married, and uh, had our first child, bought our first home, and all of that. During that time, I felt like God told me to move to Tampa. And so never really been to Tampa, never really been part of uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, didn't know anything about it, but felt a need to be here. And uh, in 2013, the beginning of the year, my wife and I sold everything, moved down here in faith, didn't know anybody, and moved down into South Tampa, a little 800-square-foot apartment which um, I remember, if, if, if your audience knows Tampa Bay, I remember looking at houses in South Tampa in 2013 going, these are outrageous. <laughs> this is a bubble. Nobody is ever going to pay for these houses. And boy, am I kicking myself for not buying a house in 2013 in South Tampa. But anyway, so we moved down here and started a church in a rundown dollar theater in the Britain Plaza that nobody said it was going to work. Nobody said it was going to succeed. I don't even know if I believed it was going to work. 
And so we started that and by God's grace and a lot of grit. So those are the two things, God's grace and grit and our grit, the two combined, we have been able to see some really cool stuff. So we run four services there in South Tampa. And then we opened a, a location in the Heights, which is a cool area. I love that area. And then a location St. Pete. And now we're opening a second location in St. Pete in August. And then uh, we have like eight, yeah, eight campuses eight, all eight, over eight total campuses yeah, all over Tampa Bay and then opening new ones all the time. So we love people, love to get people healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, or relationally healthy. That was my kind of word for 2022 last year. I pray and get like a single word for every year. And last year, my word was health. And so part of that is we want to get people healthy in every area. So, and that's, I feel like God's blessed it and he's blessed the church and it's fun. So if any of your audience is kind of like weird about church, I get it. Um, we're, uh, we want you to give us a try. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, a hundred percent. And if you haven't been to Radiant Church, I would strongly encourage you all to go there. It's a phenomenal place. Thanks. I really didn't get, you know, dived in and, and involved with everybody um, over there until I got with the men's business group that we were doing on Thursdays, yep. like two or three years ago. And I think that that's really where we got kind of closer. I got to know you more on a personal level. Yeah. And uh, it's been all uphill since, you know, obviously awesome. my life hasn't always been, you know, easy going because nobody's is Mm-mm. and we all have our ups and downs. Um, but you know, that, that place in the environment that you've created with your team and everybody over there, it's really a, it's, I wouldn't call it a safe haven because, you know, I think that church should also be used to, you know, push you a little bit, yep. make you a better person. Um, and sometimes it should feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, that Absolutely. is not a bad thing. Um, but I've, I've really enjoyed our time there. And I think the messages that you're bringing to the table um, and the conversations that you're having, even the tough conversations are, are things that need to be had um, in order for people to just better themselves. Absolutely. You know, you want to, I think the Bible says that if you're planted in the house of God, you're going to pro- prosper. So what does that mean? Your life is just going to go better. That doesn't mean it's easy. It's just you have some hope in the midst of all the pain. Life is tough. And so find a place that brings you encouragement, but also that challenges you. I always tell people, if it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to ever change you. So you got to get to a place where you're getting challenged once in a while. You don't want to be around a group of people that always tell you what you want to hear all the time. That's never a great place to be. Uh-uh. And so you want to be in a place that sometimes, and I know it because I, I see you out there on Sundays and I, 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 I love it when I speak on certain subjects and everybody's like, oh, this is a little uncomfortable. That's great. <laughs> Let it challenge you. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's my goal is not to entertain people. I'm not people's clown. No. I'm their pastor. So I'm there. I'm, there, I'm, there to, I'm not there to entertain you. I'm there to help you get better. And I, I just have this crazy belief that if we live life the way that our creator designed us to live, then we would be better in every area because he said he wants to give us life and life to the full. So the only way to get that life is to do it his way instead of our way. So even when we're talking about relationships, I'm going to challenge some people like, Hey, there's a way that God outlined in scripture that might make you a little uncomfortable, a little bit, you know, challenging. You go, oh, that's so different. The world's so complicated. Well, of course, but do it God's way. And if you're doing things your way and you're not happy with the results, don't defend it. <laughs> Change it. So a lot of times we defend what's not working. So I tell people all the time, stop defending what's not working and try it a different way. And and I just say, give God's way a try and watch how he'll bless it. 
So Ooh. we'll see. This is going to be so applicable. Oh, we're gonna have I'm fun. sure there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this right now. Even just the fact that I have you on as a as a guest, uh, and they're like, "Man, Connor has done some bad things." <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know what? It's constant improvement. I mean, there's been Sundays where I'll just sit there and I like look at you on stage, <laughs> and I swear I feel like there's times where we lock eyes, and it's like the night after I went out two years ago, and you just stare at me for 15 oh, minutes, well, fully just. Listen, me of I, people everything. are funny because people will come up to me after service. They're like, oh, you knew what I did last night. I was like, I have no clue what you did last night. I was in bed by 830. I have no clue what you were doing. But God does. Yeah. So, um, But I'm glad it was convicting. No, nah, so, man. Listen, I love you. Um, super thanks, excited buddy. to dive into this. So uh, the topic of today, dating in Tampa, yep. striving to change it, man. I feel like there are so many hopeless people in this city that... Um, they're just losing hope. They're, yep. You know, the females are losing hope in the males and the males are losing hope in the females. Uh, the males are not happy because they feel like that, you know, all the girls want these days are, you know, the money, the, sure. the cleat chasers, that type of mentality. Sure. The females are, are upset because they feel like, you know, the guys are just always moving on to the next best thing. Yep. Right. So, um, let's kind of talk about first things first is like core values, right? Yep. So you're, you're a specialist in this area. You've had a very successful relationship and there's a lot of people that have had successful relationships, but what do you think are core values that you've instilled into your life that have allowed you and Katie to have, you know, prosper and have such a good marriage? Okay. The number one key to having a good marriage is you find, you find a way to become successfully single before marriage. Before you find the one, become the one. That is the key that's missing in people's lives. They're so focused on finding him or her instead of discovering who you were called to be first. And you will have an effective marriage when two people who know who they are, who know who they are in God, they know who they are personally, they're secure in themselves, when two people walk that are whole into a relationship together. What you have is you have a world today filled with broken marriages because people were broken before they got into a marriage. So when you have broken people in a relationship, you're only going to produce a broken relationship. So I tell single people, the key right now is focus on yourself first. Who are you called to be? So one of my favorite messages I ever spoke on at Radiant Church, and if people want to Google it or go to our YouTube page, it's called Becoming the One. And I talked about this subject, and I talked about how God worked on. So the story in Adam and Eve, it's the creation story. It's you know, the first man and woman. But before God gave Adam Eve, Adam was secure in and of himself. He didn't need Eve. And that's a problem. A lot of people are, go from bad relationship to bad relationship. It's because they're too desperate to find the one instead of become the one. Mm -hmm. So Adam became secure and of himself. So I, I gave all these catchy statements and I can't remember them all now, but you can, you can go and watch the message. But basically I like before, before you find the one, you become the one. So, you know, Adam had his own identity. He knew who he was. A lot of people, I don't know if you know people like this, they can't be single. Like they cannot be single. It's girl to girl to girl, guy to guy to guy, because they don't know who they are. Um, and I would just say, who are you outside of a relationship? Find out your identity. So quick thing on Katie and I. So my wife and I, we were uh, celebrating 13 years this uh, summer in our marriage. Uh, we've known each other for 20 years. 
and we those first seven years um we didn't date uh, on and off it was like, like that crazy thing we had a few years of friendship uh with a big group of people and then we started dating my last year in college and um a year into it i broke up with her this is when i was working in sri lanka doing missions work i broke up with her. she was thinking i was coming back to propose i broke it off devastated her i was just so selfish i was all about me and then i went through a four-year period after we broke up where i just figured out who who god has created me to be um i didn't date around i focused on okay my career i focused on what my job i focused on my personal finances that's another big one everybody's like spending like they have no clue what you know that they're actually preparing for a family mm -hmm. they're so they're spending like crazy so I actually focused on getting my life together. Well, then four years later, I had this moment with God where I feel like God tells me to marry Katie. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not weird like that. So if your audience <laughs> is like, don't don't be that weird guy or that weird girl that goes up and says, hey, God told me to marry you, because there's a good chance he didn't. But I went there and I, 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 you know, I said, I asked her, I said, hey, I think we're supposed to get married. I feel like I've prayed about it. She said, no way. She's like, I'm so over this. You know, we were just friends at the time. And I said, well, I want you to pray. And she prayed, God confirmed it. But it was during that season that she went from depending on me. And over the four years, she went and worked in a Mother Teresa home in Africa. She came back, got a nursing degree. She felt like God, this is what God called her to do. She finished her degree in nursing. She got her finances in order. She got out of debt. And my wife literally, I mean, before she was my wife, she literally took that season that she was single and became the woman that she was supposed to be. And so I look at that That's and go, so it would have never happened if she would have gone relationship to relationship to relationship. She said, I I'm going to figure out who God wants me to be outside of him or outside of, the of a relationship. So a lot of people have to work on themselves first. Mm -hmm. So a couple things to work on that everybody should be working on is, um, and, and I just think it's different areas of your life. Like, are you emotionally healthy right now like are you are you an emotionally healthy person like are you self-aware um do you know how to manage your emotions do you know how to do you know how to be alone like i think a lot of people don't know how to be alone i, I kind of worry about some people that uh, do you have to always be on your phone when you're alone so emotionally healthy are you financially healthy right now like you some of y'all are like you're just spending all this money going out like prepare now for what you want to be then mm -hmm. And that's real success. Success is always the idea of going, I'm going to delay what I want most now. I'm going to delay what I want now for what I want most. That's success. Mm -hmm. And that you find a successful person, they always had a season where they said no to what they want now so they could say yes to what they want most. Always. So I said no to spending money all the time so I could say yes to paying off debt because being debt-free is awesome. I said no to, to live in a life, you know, where I was, you know, doing crazy stuff so that I could say yes to a healthy relationship. So you got to, are you emotionally healthy? Are you mentally healthy? Are you, are you financially healthy? Are you spiritually healthy? Are you in a church? Are you connected with God? Find those seasons where you can get connected with God. So when you look at those values and you figure out, okay, am I who I'm, I'm called to be? Then You'll, it's so crazy because it's always during those times that people get most healthy in who they are individually that a, then God gives them someone who, by the way, uh, you know, I don't think you should rank people, but but if there is a ranking scale, let's let us let us say you're a four, all right? And this is weird, but <laughs> it, might, it, it might go viral. Here you go. 
you're if you're you know if you're a four, then let's say you can you can uh, impress up to a five. Uh, reality is you're going to get a four or three. Um, so so here's what you do: you just up your scale. You 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 up it in your life. And I'm not just talking about looks. I'm talking about your personality. I'm talking about your spiritual life. Like all these people are like, man, I I, I hear people say it all the time. I'm like I I I want this, but but everybody that's kind of on you know everybody I look for they they're all messed up in this area. I'm like. It's probably because you're messed up in this area. <laughs> yeah. So up the game. So work on yourself first. I know that's a long answer, but it's the most crucial thing. I call it this. I call it become successfully single. And if you'll become successfully single, then you'll be successful in dating, and then you'll be su- successful in engagement, and then successful in marriage. So let me flip the script for a second. All right. Right? So... This is just from my perspective standing out. We got a ton of really successfully single people in this area. Yep. Right? Men and women. Yep. Now, what's your advice to once they reach that? Like, how how should those men date? How should those women date once they do become successfully single? All right. The quality of the fish determines, is determined, let me say it this way. The quality of the fish is determined by the quality of the pond. So a lot of people are looking for the right fish in the wrong pond. So <laughs> let me tell you in the Tampa Bay area where you're not going to find your spouse. Can I just give <laughs> oh, a couple this is options? This going to be good because I was is, just about to roll right into I this. just want to help somebody, okay? Because I'm going to help somebody. I, I'm going to help somebody because I've done a lot of weddings and I have helped a lot of people in relationships. You know where I've never heard people have met their spouse? Oh, give it to me, Pastor. South Howard. Okay. I've never heard it. Okay. I've never heard someone say, <laughs> I was walking down the street in Ebor, I was at a club, and I met my wife. Never heard never. it. And now if I have heard it, it was because we're now in divorce hearings and I need some help in this area. <laughs> so the quality of the fish is determined by the quality of the pond. So if you want to find somebody that's healthy, then you got to look in the right place. Now that's easier today than ever before. You know why? Because we have this unbelievable tool called the internet. Mm-hmm. And the internet can be your greatest friend or your greatest hindrance. Mm-hmm. It, it can. So again... Where's the quality going to be? So I, a vast majority of relationships right now are found on online dating. Mm-hmm. And online dating is not a negative thing. It's actually very positive. The fact that you can put in so many quality traits. Now, if your online dating profile is focused on one aspect of their life, which you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, then again, you're in the wrong pool because yep. your entire pool is focused on looks. And now I'm all about you want someone you're going to be attracted to, but you also yep. under, have to understand that is not the primary thing that's going to make a relationship healthy. See, my problem is is with these dating apps, and this will go back. I mean, I'm in a happy relationship right now. Bless yep. the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hopefully, you'll get the meter, right? Yes. But I feel like so many people on these dating apps overpromise and then underdeliver, man. Of course. I mean, the, the, it's the you got the Christian listing and you got sure. all this stuff, but then there, you know, there's pictures of, you know, a female and you know, dressed a certain way, or there's sure. pictures of a male and he's, you know, got you know a bottle and he's throwing it back at a at a day pool party kind of thing. And it's like I feel like so many people are are wanting to be one thing and they want that life. They want that type of person. Yet it's so easy to be consumed by just these enjoyable activities when you're within a certain age range. Yep. Right. And so, um, so, so I would say to that is yes, then don't over promise on the, on the first date. 
So people get too oh. weird. I, I heard someone say this the other day. That someone went out the other day and they go, yeah, I, um, we, we signed up, we met online and we signed up to go on a three hour uh, boat experience. You know, like one of those dinner cruises. Yeah. And I said, you trapped yourself for three hours on, <laughs> on the a first, first day. You don't know who this person is. No. They're crazy. Go get coffee. Yeah. Just go sit Easy down. Easy out. Easy out. And, and here's the deal. If you're a Christian and you want them and you want to figure out if they're a Christian, go to church with them. Go, say, hey, hey, I'm, I'm going to church today. You want, you want to just come with me? And then you'll find out if they're a real deal or not. So, and then if you bring them to church and they don't, haven't heard, heard one of the songs and you go, oh, maybe, maybe they're just like a nominal person or, you know, if some, by the way, here's a great question to ask somebody. If someone says, oh yeah, I, I go to church and you go, well, what church do you go to? And you go, oh, I go to this church. Who's the pastor of that church? They can't name the pastor's name. Then they don't <laughs> really go to the church. church. They, they don't, they probably have just seen it one time or they drove by it. So my thing is, is again, you want to create a pond that's healthy. So the best place to find a spouse if you're a Christian, is in the church. If if you're if you're not a Christian, and then you've got to figure out what your community is that you're looking for. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I know a lot of people. They're going. I'm trying to find a place. I grew up this. I want to. I want to have a life like that. Of life that faith is the focus, and and we raise our kids in the faith, and all that kind of stuff. Then get involved in the church. Get involved. Now, dating within a church can be very weird. Oh, it can be toxic. It too. can be toxic. And that's why I say stop over committing to these kind of things. Like, hey, we're gonna go get coffee. Is that and and by the way, girls at church make this the weirdest of all of them because they're like, oh, so you think we should get married? No, we're going to get coffee. Just want to get coffee. Stop making it weird. I spoke at our young adults event. We have like eight hundred young adults <laughs> that meet on a monthly gathering, and so I spoke there a couple months ago, and I said, how many people are single in the room? You know, and everybody, everybody raises their hand. Yeah, they're all single. And how many are looking for someone? Okay, everybody raise your hand. Keep your hand up. Look around this room. There should be no reason why you can't find somebody in this room right now. <laughs> like, here's the deal. You're only not going to find somebody is if you make it weird, yep. if you're weird, if you make it weird, or if, just overcomplicate it. Like, or you over-spiritualize it. Just, just ask someone to coffee. And you know what? If it doesn't work, move on. Yeah. Move on. I had a buddy of mine. He's, you know, young and looking for someone. So this girl in church DM'd him. Hey, you know, whatever. But she that, DM'd him. That's uh, it I don't know. Maybe it was the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> so, and I said, well, what are y'all going to do? Oh, we're going to go get coffee. All right. So, when God coffee. I say, so how did it go? He's like, eh. And I go, okay, so what are you going to do? He said, ah, maybe another date. I was like, do you really think that's necessary? Ah, the more I think about it, there's no hope for this one. I said, great. Then just tell her there's no hope. So then I asked him the other day, I said, how did it go? He goes, we said, no. I said, ah, this is not going to work out, but okay, great. Can't wait to see you at church where everything's good. I'm like, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Stop making it weird. Yeah. So it should be light. I think too many people put pressure on finding pressure. that right person within the first couple of days. Yes, too much pressure. But when you do it, here's the thing. I think that who you marry, and not to, let me just say, we put too much pressure on the first few dates, but then we don't put enough pressure on the actual thing of, is this person someone I want to spend the rest mm -hmm. of my life with? Um, I think your your relationship with Christ is the first and foremost most important decision of your life. The second most important decision of your life will hands down be who do you marry, mm -hmm. hands down. Um, where you go to college, uh, what job you pick, how you raise your kids, all of that secondary to who you marry. Yep. So when you get to that place and you start dating someone, then let me give some advice for those people. So you start dating someone.
what do I do? Well, make it light at first. We talked about that. Then when you start to see this thing progressing, then you need to look at, do they have values? Here's how I looked at it. Do they have values that I want my kids to learn? So it's not, do they have values that I want to hang out with? So <laughs> let's, let's change it a little bit. Let's have a little fun. So if your primary value is the looks of this person, or is this person going to be good sexually or whatever, you're missed it. You've missed it completely. Uh-huh. Because if that's your primary value, let me tell you who's not going to experience that value. Your kids. Uh-huh. So again, you're putting your primary value as something that's not going to affect your legacy and your children. Uh-huh. So you have to understand, when I looked, uh, I mean, Katie, obviously, we have a great relationship. Everything's awesome. But when I looked at when I came to marriage, it came down to, does she love God? Do Are we going in the same direction in life? Like, big deal. Do we have the same core values when it comes to who we are? Like, when it comes to generosity, when it comes to love, when it comes to our core value is that we just always say yes to God. So we picked up and packed up our life and moved to Tampa. If God told us tomorrow to move to Africa, we would do it. We would not want to, but we would do it. Yeah. So we just have the same core values. So when I looked at that, then I go, now this is someone I can spend the rest of my life with. Um, you got to think, in sickness and in health. So everybody thinks, man, this is a person I want to spend the rest of my life with in health. But let's say they get really, 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 really sick. Let's say they get uh, skin cancer that messes up their face. Mm-hmm. Do they have a personality? Do they have a love for God? Do they have values? Do they have work ethic that you still want to be involved in their life? That's a big question. Huge. Because if you remove looks, mm-hmm. do they still? Do you love them enough and have such a drive for them that if the looks were gone, that would still That's, want to be part of it? Yeah. That is where you know, okay, I'm going to marry this person. And there's a lot of superficiality in this city, unfortunately. And I mean, I've been so a part much. of it. And and even at one point, I think that that was one of the main things that I focused on because we get so distracted. We get offbeat, right? It's the natural human tendency. Yes. Um, nobody's perfect when it comes to that. But Tampa is so looks focused. Very much so. And it is. And it, I mean, I'll be the first to say it and, and yep. call it out. And I, I know that you would too. Um, I feel like we got two different you know, demographics right now. And I mean, I know a lot of people that are in the dating scene and, and, and I kind of want to call the individuals out, but you know, not necessarily it's actually groups, right? So we have these men, right. That are in their, in their mid to late Mm thirties, super duper successful. Right. Yep. And then we have these females that are from the ages of between the, you know, 25 to, to 30 who are like, they're in their, they're in their prime. Like they're looking for the right guy. So the natural tendency is for them to go for these, these men that are in their older thirties because they've got like, or the mid to older 30s, because they've got that foundation. They've got the security. They've got the success. And I feel like this just constant cycle that nobody can find the right person. Nobody can get settled because there's always the next best thing. So what is, what is your advice for those, for those many men that are in their mid to late thirties right now, and they're still single living life in Tampa Bay, enjoying it, not just, you know, it's, if it's what makes them happy, it's what makes them happy. But, but what, what, what do we want to say to them, um, to, to help them essentially find true happiness? Yeah. Cause I think a lot of them are unhappy, but they're putting on the facade of oh, that they they're totally are happy. happy. They're totally unhappy. Um, and, and I know that facade I can think of, um, at just a, at the church that I get to pastor, I can think of a good dozen of those guys who I had this talk with. 
And I remember one of them in the last couple of years. I mean, ultra successful, stud, good-looking guy, South Tampa guy. And so I took him out to eat, and I said, dude, you are so successful in every area of your life except for relationships. It's literally, it's girl to girl to girl to this person, this person, this person. Your business is thriving. You're a good-looking person. I said, you need to grow up. You need to grow up. And the way you grow up is you stop dating the way the world dates. And you're dating this person and dating this person. And you're finding all this. You're, you're, first of all, you're dating in the wrong pool, a lot of you. And second of all, you're just not serious. And I would just say to some of you guys is you got to get serious. You know, the Bible says when you were a child, you acted like a child. When you became a man, you put away childish ways. So that's actually a verse yeah. in the Bible. So here's what that means. Like you were 22 years old, bar hopping at South Howard. You're a grown man. You're a 35-year-old man looking for a wife. Grow up. Get your act together. Stop treating, you know, going out with these, you know, 20-something-year-old girls that you know are not going to be serious. You know, and if you're in this place and you're going, I'm ready to get serious, then I would just say, like, write out values that are beyond looks mm -hmm. that go, these are values I'm looking for. Be led by principle, not led by pressure or by your flesh. You know, our flesh will lead us to do a lot of stupid things. Mm-hmm. So write out your values. And actually, I, that's why I sat down with this guy. I said, right, what are the top 10 things you're looking for in a girl that have nothing to do with looks? Oh, I want her to be caring. And I want her to have, you know, uh, I want her to be someone that, that loves children. I want a family. Oh, you're looking for someone that wants a family? Then, yeah, that last girl you did, that, she, didn't, she didn't want no family right now, anytime mm -hmm. soon. You, you know, you're, you're getting a little older. Like, when, you, when are you wanting this? Do you really want some? I want someone that faith is a priority. Really? Faith is a priority because you never brought any of those girls to church. Like, and so I'm having these conversations. Yeah. Part of that means you have to have someone that'll have a com hard conversation with you. Spiritual board of advisors, man. I that love accountability that. partner. And someone that'll call you out mm -hmm. and say, what are you actually, what are you doing? And that's what I did with this one guy. I said, like, you're in the game still. You're in the game like you're 23, but now you're 35. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not. Something's got to change. You're not at FSU anymore. Do you know what I mean? This is not the world that you're living in anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother world of like, I actually think that if you would have used that season um, of singleness to get yourself really healthy instead of going relationship to relationship, to relationship, then you would be in a different spot now. And we we all wish we could have done things different. But now focus on going. Who are those people that can really call me out? Who are those people that can really catch my blind spots? And, and ask the tough questions. There's something that you're doing. There's something that everybody's doing that in the reality is if you knew you were doing it, you would, if, if people could, they would tell you, but they're not telling you because you've not opened the door for them to tell you. And I tell people all the time, I'll never walk into someone's life until they invite me in. So some of y'all just got to invite somebody a little wiser into your life and go, mm -hmm. call me out. Speak into my life. When I say there's 12 guys, I remember one of them, he texted me yesterday. And uh, he's in an amazing marriage. Godly girl. They have a, bunch, a couple of kids now, ultra successful. And I remember the years where he was going to Radiant. He was one of our first people to start at Radiant. And I remember, and he was the stud. He was going around, and I said, dude, stop playing games. Mm -hmm. Stop stop bar hopping all the time. Stop doing, get your act together. Start doing something. It's the same things you're doing. Yeah. Get, get, get around some godly men. 
start a Bible study, start doing this. And it's crazy. As he upped his game, God brought him his perfect girl. Mm-hmm. And again, it, they met online, Some something, you know, different yeah. churches, they come together. It's awesome. Yeah. It's that conscious effort. I mean, every yep. man comes to a crossroads in his life. And I think every female does too. Yep. And you have the choice to go in one direction or the other direction, right? Yep. And you have, like you're saying, you either need to grow up or you just continue to do what you've been doing in the past. So so now we, we spoke to the men. Let's speak to the women yep. and those, those women that are 25 to 30. How and what can they do to start finding that type of guy? And now, trust me, the man is supposed to lead the relationship. And, yep. and they're going through these through these you know times and they're going and they're dating these guys and they're, and they're not being led in the right direction constantly over and over so they're losing hope yep. what advice do you have to those women okay don't be desperate because nobody wants to nobody wants to de- date a desperate girl um and here's the thing um recognize your imperfections you know work on yourself recognize your imperfections and don't expect perfection from him like nobody's perfect in this thing um, I would just say for the girls out there, a lot of girls sell themselves short because they don't know who they are. They don't know um, how valuable they are. And I, it's funny. Um, I want to be careful because I know people listen to this and a lot of them still go listen, to the church. A lot I'm of, trying to be careful too. I know. I'm going to have a lot of people judging me for having you on and they know all the stuff that well, I've done. Of course, been, because right? everybody's got problems and everybody's mm-hmm. got things. But the difference is, is you're trying to do life different now. Mm-hmm. And I love that about you. And I would just say a lot of people that are listening to this, you're, you're in this. And I, I know there's even girls out there. I, I remember, um, I, I, I don't want to use examples, but there was a girl who, again, same thing, beautiful girl, loved the Lord, loved the thing, but she thought, she's thought, there's just no way that a guy will be sold on me unless I do what he wants sexually in our dating relationship. And I remember the advice I was given to her is, I actually think you're selling yourself short because you freely giving that actually um, removes the mystery of the relationship. So you're you're actually giving up the mysterious part that that God actually has designed y'all to be in, and so because you're giving that up, that's why your relationships keep crumbling so much. So I would say, as a girl, recognize your value, recognize your worth, um, and stop looking for the Mister Perfect. He's not out there. There's, I would say that to the guy too. She's not going to be perfect. Looking for Miss Perfect. I'm telling you, one guy, he's a friend of mine. He's like, oh, man, I really love this this girl. We were really getting together. And then we went to the beach and, and I saw her toes and her toes are all weird. Dude, legitimately, he broke up because her toes. And I said, bro, that's weird. That's a weird. And you know what? He's 40 something now, yeah. still single because he can't get over small imperfections. Right, let me, best dating advice I was ever given. Um, and this is the key. You're trying to find Mr. Right. You're trying to find Mrs. Right. Stop looking at potential. Everybody's got potential. So I meet people all the time and I'm like, hey, how, you know, I saw, saw you were that girl. Oh man, she looks like she's got some potential. Yeah. How's her faith? Oh man, I think she would be great. I think I think she could get on the right would track. Would be, could would be, be, could be. We need to be actuality. What is she right now in right, this moment? What is how he you, right now in this moment? Here's how you find out. This is the thing. Don't look at potential, look at pattern. Mm. I When I was dating, when I started dating Katie, I looked at, you know what? We could have great potential, but if nothing changed in her life, would I be happy with her? If if her spiritual life never improved, would I be okay with that spiritual life? 
if the way she handles her body never improves, would I be okay with that? If the way she was mentally never improved, because we go into it thinking we're going to change them. And here's the wisdom, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, little bit older, a little bit down the road, but I deal with thousands of relationships. Ready? You're never going to change him or her. You're never going to change them. So who you get is who you're going to get. Now, if that person is on a pattern of getting better and better and better and better and better, then they're going to keep getting better and better and better, 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 better. better. Now, if they've been the same person, you know, for the last 10 years and you're looking at their pattern, you're going, oh, they've always dealt with this. Then guess what? They're always going to deal with it. And, and here's the deal. We all have bad patterns. The question is, can you live with their pattern? So, and hopefully God can change some things in their life. Yeah. But the reality is, is your patterns really dictate a lot. So don't look at potential, look at patterns because pattern shows us way more than potential ever will, because you're going to have to live with that pattern. So when you're dating, focus on that. Um, and here's the thing, and last thing on this. So for your life, change your pattern, change your pattern. Ooh. And if your pattern's bad, don't become that guy or girl that goes, I can get better for them. No, just get better now. And, and I love that about you because I've even seen your life over the last two years. So if some girl ever came up to me and said, Hi, I'm just interested in Connor. He said, you know, and, or whatever. I'd be like, well, I know his pattern. And his pattern has been progress, 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 progress. Now there's been, it's never straight line. It's up and down. It's a roller coaster, but the mm -hmm. roller coaster is always going up. It's like the stock market. You know, it's like, there's always moments, <laughs> but if you were in it for the last 30 years, it, it, you, you made gains on it, yeah. even though there's some days that it didn't do well. Yeah. Same thing with life. You just want to, the Bible calls it being equally yoked. Now we don't get this what it means. So equally yoked, we thought um, in old times, you thought it meant like, uh, you know, are we both blank? Are we both, you know, are, is, is, it, is it race or is it uh, culture or is it, you know, our jobs? Is that equally yoked means? It has nothing to do with that. A yoke, it was a, was a tool that was put on top of two oxen as they plowed the ground. So here's what it means. It doesn't mean equal values or even focus. It means this, ready? It equal, means equal pace. Equal direction. Equal direction. Yep. I'm going at this direction. So here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to, because if, if she's stopped and you're going, if you yoke yourself with her, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go in circles. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, that's where they find themselves. They find themselves and they go, I just keep getting in the same cycle over and over and over again because you keep getting with people that aren't going the direction you're going so you find out you can never figure this out until you figure out what direction you're going mm -hmm. so what i tell people especially in the church world is what's the direction the direction is chase after god's purpose for your life and if you chase after it and this is what happened with katie and i i chased after it for four years without a relationship she chased after it well then guess what god did god opened my eyes to her we were just running alongside each other and we didn't even know it that's but we were awesome. running the same direction. That's so it's awesome. direction and pace. And there's days that I'm slow and Katie's helping me go forward. And there's days I'm she's slow and I'm helping her move forward. But we're both always progressing. You got to figure that out. Get equally yoked. Same direction and same pace. That'll change your life. Awesome, man. Wow. That was just bombs dropped right there. I mean, listen, for those of you out there uh, who know somebody who's struggling with these issues, this is absolutely the best possible podcast you could send to them. I mean, I can absolutely say I have not been perfect, but like he said, it's about changing your pattern, that yep. constant improvement. And I've made, you know, a heck of a lot of mistakes Here. as you have and as everybody else has. But 
it's about trying to become 1% better that next day. Yep. And uh, I think that I've strived to do that. You've strived to do that. And um, I think everybody else should continue to do that. So for you, for you men out there, that are that are in that in that season listen to aaron change your pattern <laughs> for you women out there who are looking for that right man change your pattern as well i love you guys Change your pattern and change your pond Ooh, those that's the key right there that someone need to change your pond let me just say this because i know we're going to yep. be in your pattern changed when your pond changed yeah because you started getting around these guys you started getting in that business leaders mm-hmm. group some guys that challenge you, it's radically changed your life. When your pond changed, your pattern changed. So some of you, you're just in the Along wrong Along with everything else. I mean, my finances. Everything. everything. Yeah, my finances, my personal life. Yep. It, it's, it's been drastic. So That's awesome. Awesome, man. Love you. Thank you so yep. much for coming on here. Honored. Yeah, it was an absolute blast. Uh, guys, if you all have the chance, check out Pastor Aaron's new book called The Unfair Advantage. You can find it on his Instagram, at Aaron Burke, A-A-R-O-N-B-U-R-K-E. For more details, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Tune back in soon. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. If you liked this video, please click the like button and subscribe. This podcast is being produced with the hopes that it will impact the lives of many people throughout the world. For more information on Elevate Health, visit elevatehealthfacilities.com and schedule an appointment with a qualified healthcare professional for any of your desired needs.